What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how has your moving actually been? You know, it's weird because like yesterday I woke up in my house and all of my stuff was there. And then last night when I went to bed, my house was empty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and throughout the whole process, it's kind of, it's all happening and all of the steps are taking place for me to actually move off Island. Yeah. But it's not fully sinking in that like, oh yeah, I'm going to leave and not come back for a very long time. That, that's so, right. So it's weird. It's I, I think because I'm doing like a vacation in the middle of the move too, where it's like, all right, leaving here, a couple weeks vacation in California, then actually move out to my new home in, in Nebraska. In Nebraska. Uh, it's, it's sort of like, oh, I'm just getting ready for vacation and shipping vehicles and all of my <laughs> earthly possessions and yeah, everything. So yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, moving sucks. It does. I'm sleeping on an air mattress now, so I'm I'm two days away from being homeless. Hey, I have an extra one if you need it. You know, if the, <laughs> you could double it up, yeah. to, to, do do like this in the P style, just like put them all on top of each other. Oh, uh, that last night was really uncomfortable. Uh, Travis, you were sleeping on one of our kids. <laughs> they were in between the mattress. Hey. hey everybody, this is Travis. And this is Brandon. And welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, I'm Brandon. No, we already did that, Brandon. Uh, oh, <laughs> you, oh, you, I think you like to start the show like three times. Really, you're like OCD a little bit with that, the start of the show. Like You have to introduce yourself at least twice. That's that's right. Yeah, well, because I don't know if I'm going to get the pronunciation of my name right the first time. <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> you don't want anyone to think that you're Brendan Cruz. Brent, uh, you know, it's like when somebody spells their name with an with an E-N instead of an A-N. Brendan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Frazier. It, it, it bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, welcome to our weekly podcast where we talk about movies and... Well, mostly movies. <laughs> um, uh, but this week we are going to talk about a TV show, a new TV show. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it because it's a little distracting, but you're Facebook living <laughs> the, the, yeah. uh, the, the beginning of this episode. So 
I don't know. Is anybody watching right now? It doesn't matter if anybody. It, it is. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm having, but well, <laughs> but you're shooting me from multiple angles right now. So, I'm having so a little bit of fun, right? Uh, in with cinematography, there's a little bit live of, cinematography. There's a little bit of fun I'm not having because my arm is gets real tired. <laughs> you know what? So I'm just gonna keep the, the camera on, on me. We we time. shot a bunch of video at Amazing Comic Con, which I haven't released any of because I yeah. am in the process of moving. Here, right I'll now. just do that. Oh, hey. you know, I won't press the button. I'll just I'll do it. Like that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, just show everybody your, your garage as, <laughs> yeah. as you spin around. Um, but yeah, so we shot a bunch of video and one of the interviews that we did, uh, I, I need to release here pretty soon. Um, you're talking for a really long time with this individual and I was holding the can. I didn't set up a tripod for this interview. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My arms were on fire by the end of that interview. <laughs> I was like Hoberg, right? Yeah. It was Rick Hoberg. Oh so. man. Um, but that video will be out, you know, within you know, a month or so, uh, whenever I have high speed internet again, cause I did cancel that today. Anyway, I, I, I not re- important. I really liked Hoberg's interview. I, and if you had a tripod, I would have, <laughs> you would have kept talking to him. I, I would have. Yeah. If for like just an hour to two yeah. to three hours, I could have just left the tripod, gone wandered the convention floor for a while, come back. <laughs> yep. Still recording. We're yeah, good. that's right. Um, anyway, speaking of the amazing Hawaii comic-con, uh, this is, a, a, an episode that we've kind of been sitting on for a little bit. Uh, oh gosh! No, no. You're okay. Ahead, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we got a chance to see at Amazing Hawaii Comic Con the Outcast premiere. That's right. Uh, somebody's in there. I don't know. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Don't, okay. don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to the Facebook Live video, you just, even though it is live. I'm going to pay attention to this. Okay. You pay attention to dealing with the episode. And guys, it's not distracting at all. <laughs> it's you it's that not. Right now. Uh, you can go out there, right? Uh, for people who listen to the podcast, you can go to Facebook and then you can actually watch this video. Facebook.com slash episodic enthusiasm show. This is, this this is, this will be out there. This will live on our page now for, this is just an experiment. Really? Yeah. You're, you're really into experimenting, right? That's right. Anyway. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, so go follow us on Facebook if you don't already. Also follow us on Twitter at apathusiast and apathetic underscore enthusiasm on Instagram. Okay. Let's talk about Outcast. 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 Uh, we saw Outcast with a big group out at Amazing Hawaii Comic Con. That's right. Uh, it premieres this week on Cinemax. Is it no. also on HBO? Yeah. So so I rewatched it, right? Okay. And yeah. I rewatched it on HBO. Okay. But so it's, it's on the HBO but Now app, right? Yes. I, so I think it's it's weird because I think it's a Cinemax show, right? But in in uh, Europe, I think it's on HBO. Okay. So I think there's like a weird and like the app is like international it. or something. So yeah. so maybe we'll get the whole season and not actually have to subscribe to Cinemax. <laughs> yeah, or... I don't I don't get it. I don't right. get it to be honest. Anyway. But... Uh so yeah, so Outcast, this new show, it is another Robert Kirkman, uh Bobby K. Bobby K. Uh, uh source material, right? It's yeah. based on a comic from Skybound. And uh, you you actually read the first? Did you read just the first issue? Or yeah, I, I, just, I just read the, the the first issue. And in the pilot, ep, the pilot of the episode, the pilot, pilot episode, the pilot episode of the series, uh, f- just follows that that first issue, uh, pretty pretty closely. I mean, it's, like cover to cover, like one episode, one issue. Like they pretty much did that. Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. And so when when, when we saw it over at uh, Amazing, right, the the preview of it. Um, that's what I was paying attention to was the actual how close it ties into that first issue of the comic. Like, like it, so that, so you're almost preoccupied with scene for scene sort of 
matching it more so than the, just the actual stories. So. Right, right. Well, uh, I, uh, you're not you're not filming anyone right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, as a as a Seda, or uh, I forget how to, how to pronounce his name. I, I feel bad. No. Uh, but uh, so one of them said, like, "Hey, this is the closest I've ever seen an adaptation from the comic to screen." And so he kind of set me up because I, I was like, "Okay." All right, let's test that theory out a little let's, bit. Let, let's let's see just how close it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, for the most part, it is it is pretty close uh, because it's made for TV. They have to they have to embellish some stuff and and change some stuff around, and so I get that. But don't challenge me by saying that, <laughs> that it's the closest that you've ever seen. So so before you actually sat down in the convention center and watched the show, right? Uh, you read the first issue. What was your feelings after reading that comic about the story, the content, sort of um, the, the themes of, of the story and, and things like that? Like bef- going into the show, if you'd already read the at least that first issue, um, did you like the comic? Did you did you is it something you would like to continue reading? Yeah. Let me look at the camera here for a second. Yeah. You're, you're shooting all kinds of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the boxes, they add ambiance. Yeah. Uh, to the goings on. Now, I've always been a fan of The Exorcist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I was a kid, I didn't. I loved horror movies, right? For for some reason, my friend had at like seventh eighth grade had, or not seventh eighth grade, seventh and eight year old Ooh. had his Nightmare on Elm Street marathon slumber okay. party. So that was really weird. Uh, Formative, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a little weird. Doesn't matter. But for a long time, I, I wasn't afraid of, of horror movies anymore. And then uh, The Exorcist was re-released for like the special edition, probably around like 97, 98. Okay. And so I saw it in the theater, and I'd never seen the movie before. And it just, uh, for someone who's not very religious, like I, I was still like, there, there, there's something about the spiritual aspect of horror that I'm like, okay, this, this gets me. This, this kind of freaks you out a little bit yeah it's it it is a comparison that uh even jimmy j who was on our show who who runs comic-con jimmy j when he was when he was uh plugging the getting to actually watch outcast at the at the convention he was talking about how you know the walking dead yeah that's that's a type of horror that's that's scary or whatever but zombies you're kind of like okay that's that's not really real that's not really something that uh feels like that could happen but especially for really religious people, when you talk about demons and exorcisms and things like that, that like really starts to like hit home for some people. And they're like, okay, this is, this is, I know for my wife, anything that deals with that kind of horror is yeah. way more scary for her than just like zombies or things like that. Right, so. right. Okay. All right. So let's get into the show. Uh, we're going to now pause. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with us, Brian. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hey, check out, check out the full episode. This Tuesday. This Tuesday. On, on iTunes and everywhere else. Yeah, Apathetic yeah, yeah. Enthusiasm.com. So, hey, th- thanks for stopping by, Brian. Uh, I'll see you at Toastmasters Is that in Bri- two weeks. Oh, that's Brian you know. All yeah. right. See you later, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Facebook Live experiment over. Let's get down to business. All right, let's actually pay to attention. To defeat the Huns. <laughs> Did they send me daughters? Um, I asked for sons. Huns, yes, uh, Jabba the Hun. <laughs> Jabba the Huns. Okay, so Jabba the Hun. So getting back into the the theme and, and the whole horror right. thing, like 
that that is awesome to me and you you talk about it, it it's interesting to me that both those who are more religious as as you mm-hmm. are and even me like those those types of stories appeal to me um and it, and we'll get into the actual outcast here in yeah. a second but I, I i've always wondered why those stories are more interesting to me like i don't uh, i consider myself not religious i mean yeah. atheist i You're guess is the closest yeah yeah I, I don't like to label myself as that right uh, because there's certain allow me negative connotations <laughs> r- with that you know um but there's just there's something about like angels and demons and that type of stuff is interesting to me yeah yeah, yeah. and and there's almost a part of me that's like yeah, I want to know more about this stuff. This is the closest I'm going to get to being actual, <laughs> actually religious. Kind yeah. of. You know? tell, tell me exactly how this person is being possessed. I, I really want to know how this. Let is. me know so I can <clears throat> study it. Well, let's yeah. let's let's break down this first episode a little bit. We'll talk about some plot points. Well, if if you haven't watched Outcast and you don't want to be spoiled at all, uh, go check out the show if you want. Um, we're we're going to talk about some of the stuff this. The marketing for the show, uh, they have had a ton of screenings for the show. I think it's been up on like YouTube for yeah. several weeks. So even if you don't have Cinemax and you're curious about the show, uh, there are a lot of avenues for you to be able to check it out. That's so right. um, I would say go check it out. We're, look, I mean, we won't spoil too much. It is a pilot, so uh, you know we're not revealing any huge hooks for the for the end of the season right, or anything like that. Right. so there, there's so no stick, ra- ra- stick around if you want to hear our opinions i i, I the, hope you do there's no red wedding in this yeah. so far and if you're catching up on game of thrones i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so this i don't have any character names in front of me i don't have any you just rewatched it maybe you can help me out here yeah i the, the so the main character in this is kyle barnes okay yeah and he is he is a an individual that lives alone in his, in the house that he grew up in. Uh, there was an event that took place when he was young where his mom, uh, perceivably went insane or something, but a lot of people think that she was like possessed. Right. Um, and he was living in the house with her as that was going on. Yep. yep. Um, and he had to deal with that. Uh, and he, he grew up a little bit, uh, and we see in flashbacks that he, he was, he was married at one point in time with a daughter. That's right. And then his, uh, it's revealed that something happened with him and his wife um, and the daughter to where he was uh, kind of shunned, outcasted almost, Out, if, outcast, you will. if you will. Outcast, if you will. Outcast. And uh, so, so we come into his character when, after all that's said and done, he moves back into the house that he was raised in with his mother. And he's just a loner. He's just in there by himself. Dirty house. But I, I mean, I don't. Thrash. It doesn't look like any of the utility bills have been paid. That's right. In in any recent amount of time. I mean, he doesn't even have like a full bed. He has probably the air mattresses that I'm sleeping that, on right now. As I'm trying to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, after you're done with those, can I can I borrow? <laughs> can them? I borrow those and never give them back? Yeah. Um, Outcast. Yeah. So uh, the show actually opens on a young man who is fascinated with a cockroach. Um, I don't know if we get his name at all, but it, I think, I think they do talk about it, but they, they, they do, but it's, it's not really that important. No. Um, so there's this kid who headbutts a cockroach 
and then licks it off the wall. Uh, some visceral grossness for for you just uh, off the top of the show. Um, but it turns out that he then like is biting his fingers off later, yeah. and 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 we figure out pretty quickly that this kid is is possessed in some way. Shape, and, or form. and and I want I want to throw this out there as an ed- editorial. When we saw the the showing at Amazing, uh, yeah, Robert Kirkman was there, um, and then uh, as the Seda, I believe. God, I, I, w- I want to look it up when yeah. when you start talking. Fix again. it in post. Um, <laughs> but so they're like, we've seen this a bunch just in the last week, so we're we're gonna drop out. We're like we're gonna leave. We're not gonna sit here and watch the whole thing with you. Yeah. But they, you know, they introduced it and all that. Um, and so I was I was keeping an eye on them the entire time. Yeah. Because they didn't leave right away, they yeah. they hung out for a couple of minutes. I'm like, okay, what's what's going yeah. on? And so when the kid hits his head on the wall to smash the cockroach and eat it, and the whole crowd goes, oh, they stayed there and they hadn't left yet. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, something else is so, happening. Something, something else, else is going is on. And sure enough, uh, when the reveal is that the kid is like, he's like eating chips out of a out of a chip bag, and then then he bites his finger and yeah. eats his finger yeah. and then the crowd's like oh, oh, oh. <gasps> and that's when they go that's they, they, they kind of like nod and like bow out <laughs> like, yeah. all right let's yeah. let's go hit the pow let's see what the gross out uh <laughs> reaction is all right let's book it yeah so uh so then the show moves on a little bit uh we learn a little bit more about our main character who has an I mean, we don't learn right away, but it is an adoptive sister. He he was uh, more or less adopted. Uh, I don't know if it was like a foster care situation or whatever, but he is living with a family uh, after the situation takes place with his mom. Uh, and, and she's come back to kind of look out for him. She's she's trying to make sure that he is not living, act, well, more or less the way that he is living, which is alone, never going out. Yeah. I think he's just just living off cereal and water or something at this point. Um, (laughs) So she takes him out to kind of get him some food, just get him out of the house for a little bit. And ultimately plots a little bit to get him to come to dinner at her house with her family. Uh, This is when we find out that her husband, who is a police officer is very much against having him. There is not a fan of this individual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and his daughter is also, or I'm sorry, her daughter is, I mean, I, it, that's I, her uncle, more or less. Yeah, but so so she, the little girl, uh, the daughter, she goes up to uh, uh, Kyle while he's just like sitting in the, the the living room, and she's like, "You hurt your little girl, and now you're not her daddy anymore." Uh, <laughs> and then and then uh, Kyle starts to cry, and he leaves leaves the, yeah. the house. Uh, and it was just like. God, what a dick. What a dick, little girl. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> get show, out show some compassion. Get, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Kyle runs away, and then, so he goes back. Um, he goes back to his, his house, but he decides, because he'd overheard um, these these women in the, the grocery store talking about this little boy who's, who's, you know, they think is possessed. And so he makes that determination after he leaves the house. He's like, you know what, I'm going to go look at this little boy. Yeah. And that's when he meets, he meets the, the Reverend and I don't remember the Reverend's name. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, long story short, uh, he gets embroiled into this little boy's possession 
Um, and so he starts to discover things about himself, about his history. Like his mom was possessed. His wife ended up being possessed. Uh, and like these demons want him for something. They're following him for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the really interesting thing is his first interaction with this this little boy uh, <clears throat> as, he's be- as he is possessed uh, is is the demon like, Oh, like we've been looking for you or like we've been trying to get, get to you. Um, and then there's like this whole thing where he like tackles him and like sucks something out of his, yeah, yeah. out of his, uh, it's like, it, it, I it, mean, I don't you, know how would you explain it. Have it's you ever like, seen like the, the movie cat's eye? Nope. Okay. So, uh, in, in the, it, it's called cat's eye. It's kind of an anthology movie, uh, Stephen King, but there's like a, there, you ever heard like cats steal your breath? When you're sleeping. Okay. Have you yeah. heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Right? Yeah. So in, in the movie, like, there's this, like, troll that comes out of the wall and, like, steals little girl's breath, but they're blaming it on the cat. Right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Steven. So so the the demon in Outcast is, like, it, it's almost like it's trying to, like, stealing something out of his chest. Like, yeah, it felt breath. almost like some sort of life force, some yeah. sort of, like, I don't know. And it was, like, it almost felt like it was feeding off of it somehow. Right. Um, but, and and I think this is the most interesting part about the episode and potentially the season going forward is how uh, Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's learning about himself through this experience of trying to exercise a demon out of his child. So right. he's, 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 he's having these realizations that certain things that happened in the interaction with his mother and how that, how she was cured more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to replicate yeah those things um and he's discovering through this process that okay maybe there's more going on maybe maybe he has more to try and figure out and maybe there's something more important about himself right in, like in his terms bo- like of, his bodily fluids yeah yeah uh like whether or not his tears burn uh his his mother's <laughs> hand yeah. or blood into a child's mouth yeah uh exercises a demon which you know was a little visceral and and strange. Yeah. So uh, like, oh, I'm bleeding. So Let me just bleed into this kid. So he sees, he sees the kid two times, two different scenes. The, the first scene, uh, he just leaves the kind of the room shaken. The second time he comes back in there and he kind of, that's when the actual exorcism of this little boy happens. And, uh, the Reverend asks him like, how did you save your mother before? He's like, I, I hit her, hit her, <laughs> yeah. right? Which was a very, very short uh, foreshadowing before he's pretty much punching the, <laughs> beating this, the this, crap out of this kid. Uh, and, and the, the crowd in, uh, at amazing was just, they're laughing at it. Right. Cause I mean, it's, it's really just a very comedic, it's hard not to feel like it's comedic to see a full grown man just, just beating pounding. like an eight year old kid. or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things where even though you know that there's like a demon and you've seen even within the episode, sort of the the strength and and the potential of what whatever is possessing him mm-hmm. uh has you still don't feel that same amount of like balance in a fight <laughs> with a full-grown man like <laughs> over a kid just like yeah just, punch after punch on him yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 but anyway yeah, so it's, it's funny and everybody laughed um but uh yeah so he bleeds into the, this kid this demon kid's mouth and pretty much exercises the demon out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, uh, his stepsister or half-sister or whatever she is, right, or adopted sister, yeah. um, 
she her husband the cop is you know arresting him and the mother doesn't press charges against him right and so the cop's like ah, you watch your back nah. kind of thing and, and the the tail end of the episode is Kyle goes home he has a flashback to uh seeing his wife possessed and attacking his daughter their their right. daughter um and him saying basically come get me yeah, and he yeah. says that verbatim. Come mm-hmm. get me, whispers that. Um, and so that that's the end of the, the first the first episode. Um, so tell me, Travis, um, what are your like? What do you what do you how do you feel about the the show? Just in the just in the pilot. Yeah, uh, obviously, out of the two of us, I am I am lesser the horror fan. Um, yeah, and, and really, like I to this day have not seen The Exorcist. Um, so good. So uh, this, this isn't a genre that is typically viewed in my home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I found that I found the show very interesting. Um, I, I agree with you on, on some of the critiques that, that you shared with me directly after the viewing, as far as some of the exposition and things like that within the episode, Yeah, which I feel is a, a, a double-edged sword when you have a pilot episode and you're trying to get a lot of information out very quickly to yeah. establish characters mm-hmm. and still create a compelling narrative within the allotted 60 minutes or whatever that you have. Um, so, I mean, I liked it. I, I, I think the future of this show has a lot of potential um, depending on where they go with how important he is, how, how much into this, spiritual realm they really do delve into whether the warfare between him and these demons uh is it is it just gonna be a a really repetitive like oh let's go visit this like exorcism of the week type yeah let's go visit this kid that's been you know possessed and and help him or is it gonna build into a much you know more robust environment with some sort of um much bigger story yeah. if that's the case. And I'm sure comic book readers already know exactly where this is going. Um, good for you. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't read it. Uh, I um, mean, b- before the, before the showing, like I did my best to go out there and, and find, find it in trades. Right. Right. Um, I, I managed to catch the, the first issue, but I, I wasn't able to find any more yeah. and, and I wanted to. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I have a feeling it'll be easier to find pretty soon <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at least for Probably. the first like few and, and the show's first it, issues it's are. it's gotten pretty good reviews so far um av club gave it like an a minus right yeah mm-hmm. uh, w- when we came out of that showing and i i mentioned this to you the other day like i i went in there with a critical eye and maybe a little bit too critical right because i was i was i was going in there like okay watch it and just just look look deeper at it right and and i think going in it that way uh kind of kind of hurts it right because the way i've been taught is you watch it one time you just enjoy it or or just you know just watch it just just you experience it right and then you go back and then you look at at it objectively analyze it right exactly right yeah Uh, and so i so i skipped that and i think by doing that you 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 miss a little bit of it. So I just rewatched it tonight. Okay. And the it's it's much better to me. Um and maybe it's a result of being by myself yeah. in in the house instead of with a large crowd of people laughing at a punching kid. 
Um, but overall, I, I think it is, it's much better than my initial impression led on. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to check out the, the rest of the, the, the show and, and continue on for, for people that are, that are Robert Kirkman fans because they fell in love with the, the walking dead series on, on, uh, a AMC. AMC. I almost said ABC. I'm I almost like, said, that is, that is not, correct. I almost said A and E. On biography, uh, <laughs> long time listeners. Shout out that. Matt Sizemore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so do you think this is a good show for people to check out if they are Walking Dead fans, just because they they like Robert Kirkman stuff, or um, is is it is the genre different enough to where it's not like a given that if you like The Walking Dead, you'll like them? Uh, I think that if you're a Hmm. I think it's a different genre, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think it a- appeals to a different type of crowd, right? Okay. Like even, I mean, even Jimmy was was saying yeah. that you know this stuff freaks him out. The zombies, like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it, Day of the yeah. Dead, Dawn of the Dead, etc. Uh, but you know, this is this appeals to a different uh, type of horror fan. Um, and, and I would say almost that this is much more. Um, whereas Walking Dead is kind of gore. And like, oh, this guy's getting eaten alive type stuff. Right. Yeah. This is this is, although it's a little it bit ha- more psychological ex- at times. Exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and and maybe that's that's the appeal to me. Um. Okay. So, before I get your final uh, ultimate review, uh, or no, let's let's do that because then what I want to talk about is is a little bit of an aside. Uh, Robert Kirkman was also in the news recently oh, this week, and okay. so so I want to discuss that. But uh, so, you, would you recommend this show for people to check out uh, in general? Or yeah, uh, if you uh, if you are a fan of uh, kind of that that spiritual exorcist type um, genre, I, I I think people will will like that. Right, Definitely. the The Walking Dead was. Uh, a series, an ongoing series for zombie fans. And for those who are interested in a, a pretty intelligent take on this exorcist kind of genre, uh, I, I think it's good to watch. Um, and I think from my perspective, and again, there's only one episode that we watched. Yeah. We don't, we don't have access to like the first six or something. Right. I immediately I can separate this from walking dead because I can feel like there is a, there is a definite endpoint in the series. Like I can see like right now how there could be a definitive arc where this, this outcast series ends, right? Yeah, walking dead sense. by, by all means can just keep going on. It can just shamble on like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. They could, they could kill off all the people that we know and love. And replace them with other people that we will grow to love over the course of a season. Exactly right. And then they will kill them off as well. Exactly right. And and so so that appeals to me too about Outcast. And I think that leads on that leads into this this talk that you want to bring up about Kirkman and uh, his comments on George R. R. Martin. Right, right. So if if you missed it on the, on the social media sphere or or however you get your news, <laughs> if there is another way, media anymore. sphere, uh, media sphere, media sphere. Uh, so Robert Kirkman came out earlier this week and said that he was disappointed um, in in George R. R. Martin and the fact that he is spoiling his books through 
giving away stuff that happens on the Game of Thrones TV show. So if for those of you that don't watch Game of Thrones or you're, or you're not really caught up or things like that, uh, the the show Game of Thrones, which originally was based on these books, Song of Ice and Fire, all that stuff, right? Uh, the the show has kind of surpassed what's out in the books. So there's stuff hap- happening in the current season of Game of Thrones that is not written in the books. At least it hasn't been released in the books. And so now all the book readers that kind of knew ahead of time all the cool things that were going to happen on the show are in the same boat as us, you know, just show watchers. Yeah. And, and new stuff is being revealed. So Robert Kirkman more or less said that he was disappointed in the fact that he would spoil his books by allowing that those story arcs to be revealed on the show. Uh, I mean, is that yeah. is that the, the basic summary of it? Yeah, that was the basic summary of it. And, and since then, Kirkman's come out and said, like, I'm not saying I'm a better writer than than Martin. Or, nobody's, or that. nobody's saying that, Robert. <laughs> you know, he, he, he walked back his comments a little bit because cause he got a certain amount of flack for it, right? Um, but I think... I think it brings up just this kind of um, this discussion about, you know, the way the walking dead is. And I can't talk to outcast, right? Sure. But I could talk to walking dead compared to, to game of Thrones. And I think that's, that's where this leads. Right. Um, and that's, you know, the, the twists in game of or walking dead. Um, sometimes they're just, it's just it goes on forever. Sometimes, and, sometimes Walking Dead feels cheap to me. It's it's because it's, it's like who's your favorite character? Who's a guy you really like? Or who have we scripted to make you really like at this point? Yeah, and now we're gonna kill him because yeah. that will somehow create the biggest separation between your the happiness that you feel for this character, <laughs> right? And then ultimately your depression when you realize that they've met their demise. Well, I, I, I was telling my, my buddy, uh, Sean, I was telling him the other day why I, I've grown to dislike The Walking Dead. And I, I liken it to, I said, hey, do you know what an internet troll is? And he's like, yeah, of course I know what it is. I'm like, The Walking Dead is a... A, a cinematic troll? Exactly, a cinematic uh, representation of an internet troll in the sense that they, they do that. Like they introduce a new character. There's a, there's a doctor and she's doing really well. Oh, and she's developing her character. Let's go ahead and kill her. But at the same time, they don't kill any of the main characters on the show anymore. Right? Like, uh, we'll, or, we'll, or, we'll see when they come back from, well, from the season break, they're but. doing now, but I mean, they, they cop out with, with Glenn in the, in the middle of the season. Um, they, they, they cop out all the time with the main characters and they use that. They use it in such a way that it's super manipulative. Right. Um, but in game of Thrones, we know that people are going to die. Uh, we, we know that you know, really big main characters have died. Right. They, they, they establish early on that, you know, in walking dead, you can kill a main character here and there, you know, at the season finale or here, whatever. Um, but it's, they're just killing off people left and right anyway. So it doesn't really, yeah, the, the stake, the, 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 the stakes aren't as high. Exactly. But in game of Thrones, you're like, okay, well, I know at any point in time, especially after they, uh, the season one killing off Ned, like that sets spoilers. 
<laughs> that that sets the tone for the entire series. Yeah. And uh, you know, Sean had that similar critique for Walking Dead, or sorry, similar critique that I have for Walking Dead to Game of Thrones. Yeah. In that he's like, well, I kind of felt like it was just being overwhelmed in cynicism. Uh, now, now, and, I, I, and the difference is Game of Thrones; those deaths have a importance to the narrative. There's a reason why. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a Game of Thrones. People dying have larger implications. There, there's there's an aspect to The Walking Dead where it feels like everybody is on death row. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of how much time you get to spend before your ticket gets punched. Right. Like So So for me, when, when you talk about The Walking Dead and the deaths on there, the stakes don't seem quite as high because... You almost are like the fact that everybody's infected and everybody's already going to, you know, everyone's going to become a zombie unless yeah. they get headshotted or whatever. Uh, <laughs> 30 points or whatever we used to yeah. assess for that. Those um, days, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it almost makes everybody's life just like, all right, you're just holding on and you're just avoiding death. Like death is, death comes for us all. But in <laughs> The Walking Dead, it comes a lot rapidly and yeah. sometimes with more gore and blood and guts. Like, there's there's a lack of hope in The Walking Dead. Sure, yeah, like, and, and and you have hope for the, some of the characters in maybe not the Boltons as much, in it, but <laughs> but most of the characters. Right. Um. Now, uh, the comparison of those two shows aside, uh-huh. specifically the topic of George R. R. Martin sitting down with the producers of Game of Thrones and being like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring this character back, or we're gonna." have this happen or, you know, things like that. I don't, I don't want to spoil too much for season six. If, if people aren't paying attention, if you are paying attention to season six and you're not watching game of Thrones, fantasy league on apathetic enthusiasm.com or our YouTube channel, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Oh, like I, I practice, I practice those things at least twice leading up to the camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think about Kirkman's take? Do you, do you disagree that he's, he should have, that he should have shared that information or should he have held back and been like, maybe you delay a season while I get this book out if, or if I ever get the book out at all. Yeah. So Kirpin walking back is, is comments uh, as kind of, and saying they were kind of just, he was saying as an aside, kind of tongue in cheek type way, you know, that that's cool. But if, if he was serious in any way, I'm not saying he was because he said he wasn't, but, but if he was, you know, there's a difference in writing a huge ass novel and writing a, an ongoing comic series. The, yeah, those with, me- with several years head start. Yeah. Those mediums are different. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's easier, for, it's easier for Kirkman to say, like, yeah, I can close hold this, th- these spoilers, right? Uh, because the comics are ongoing and, and they're, you know, they are getting released on a schedule, right? Uh, Martin's like, I'll finish the book when I finish the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just wonder, but I, if that I mean I'm sure people that really love the book and wanted to experience those these stories in book form, there's probably some disappointment from them. I would think that, that maybe for if they want to experience Game of Thrones in book form a- after watching the series. Yeah, like like I almost wonder, are there people out there that were like, well, they're starting to reveal stuff in the show that isn't in the book, so maybe I'll just hold off on the show well, and wait wait on this book. Well, is, so is, is there anybody out there doing that? If so, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> well, I mean, if we, if we could bring Caulfield on here, 
right? He, he'd probably talk to us a little about the, about this stuff, but just because his team was better in the book, <laughs> stupid bastard. Um, you know, even in season six, there there's stuff in season six that were in the previous books. Um, so yeah, no, there's definitely so uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, so AV Club, they have they have their newbies review and they have their expert reviews for right. people who, who've read the books or, or knowledgeable of the books. And so AV club, they're like, people are like, why are you still doing the expert review? If, if we're learning all this stuff, like as you're learning it. Yeah. And the reasoning is, is because people who read the books, because the na- very nature of uh, novels has so much extra detail and so much internal, uh, monologues with with characters and yeah. other characters who haven't shown up in the series yet maybe uh maybe maybe this season maybe not you know there's a lot that book readers are still more privy to yeah. than the average the average viewer so you know for for Martin he he gives some spoilers out and DB Weiss and the other showrunner like they know some of these major spoilers but there's the, the there's, plot. The there's plot, so the, much more. The plot of the show and the plot it, of the books, yeah. they're they're diverging a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Major points are there, but some of the 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 granular details are separate. All right. Well, I'm I'm interested for all these shows that we talked about to continue. <laughs> uh, Outcast looks interesting. If it's on HBO now, I will definitely check it out because I am a regular subscriber. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but. If if you if you watched Outcast, which which is out now, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it. If if you like the show, if you were freaked out, if you if you have a hunger for cockroaches, <laughs> please come to Hawaii because we have plenty for you. I I, I can tell you who's not going to watch this show. Bernie Sanders, Bob Carroll, Bob Carroll, Bob, Bob Carroll is, Bob is Carroll. right out. Horror movies. <clears throat> the the guy who's like, uh, if I see a horror movie trailer, I'm, I turn it <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, if you have comments about Outcast, we'd love to hear them. If you have comments about Robert Kirkman or Game of Thrones or any other show that we talk about on the show, please hit us up on all of our social media platforms or straight at the source at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Um, and yeah, that is our show for this week. Uh, we have another show next week. We'll be on a similar, um, similar sort of theme. We'll be talking about uh, the Sandlot, which is our, <laughs> right. our Netflix rewatch for, for the month of June. Robert Kirkman. <laughs> Robert Kirkman's The Sandlot. Um, yeah, we're, I'm excited to have that conversation. Uh, we're actually going to have it here in just a few minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but it'll be out next week uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and, and all of those platforms. If, if you listen to the show, if you are a regular subscriber and you have not yet given the show a five-star review, please do us a favor, head, head out there and, and rate, rate it five stars. You want to, you want to write a review? That's up to you. Get creative, you know? <laughs> um, but, but really if you, if those five stars really helps to promote the show and, and help others to find it as well. So if you can do that, we would very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. And anything else, Brandon, before we, before we close it out? Uh, I do have one last point And that is every time I say outcast, I want to say outlander. <laughs> from Children of the Corn. Every time I hear Outcast, I want to go, all right, all right, all right, all right. But, hey, uh, <laughs> shake it like a Polaroid picture. You don't shake it. It ruins the picture. It's not good for it. Yeah. All right. All right. Until, so 
Uh, <laughs> go watch Outcast. Check it out. Um, and then head over to Netflix and watch The Sandlot. That's right, the baseball movie. Yeah. And then come back next week, and we will have so much to say about that. Until then, I am Travis. I'm Brandon. And we will see you next time. See you guys. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.